All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andy McCabe. I am a Restoration Rebel leader. This is the Restoration Roundtable for the 21st of August, 2018. I cannot believe this year is almost over. As Brian Roush just reminded me, next week is the one-year anniversary of Houston and Hurricane Harvey. Uh, And there are still things to do in Houston and surrounding Corpus Christi and everything else. Uh, It's amazing that... Uh, I shouldn't say it's amazing, but it's it's just a statement that that a lot of areas are still yet to be recovered, still yet to see insurance money, still yet to see contractors come in and do any kind of repairs whatsoever. And Brian, when you're ready later on during this broadcast, I'll let you give a little description of that program you described to me before I hit record. Bob Timmel, Bob Timmel. So, just so you guys know, Clark and I went to the Restoration Warrior boot camp uh, from Restoration Mastery with O.P. Almaraz and Tim Bauer. And the winning team got swords to prove that they are Restoration Warriors. So that's, I think this thing is heavy. I mean, it's, I mean, our adventure, I guess, is, is going on 20 pounds. This is the real deal. So I am a restoration warrior for sure. Uh, part of that, <clears throat> that boot camp was a contest between the teams to see who could be the loudest. And um, I lost my voice. Clark really lost his voice. Uh, so uh, bear with me. We'll, we'll uh, do the best we can today. All right, Dean Malstead, you make 10 people in the room. So I think we have a quorum. Before I go any further, I'm going to do what we always do. I'm going to read the Rebel Commitments. Oh, and then we're going to let Chuck do set in the room. Chuck, get in here. All right, number 11. We have a super quorum today. Rebel Commitments. In order to maintain clarity of purpose, we ask that every member of the Rebel community make the following commitments. Commitment number one, I will protect the value of my services Commitment number two, I will practice incredible transparency. Commitment number three, I do not believe in competition. Commitment number four, I'm willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that is not compatible with my values and stated mission. We're going to talk about values today. We're going to talk about mission today. A lot of, man, my voice is going. My voice is going. Hold on a second. Let me get some kombucha in me. A lot of what we worked on the first day and a half of the Warrior Boot Camp down in L.A. with O.P. Almaraz and Restoration Mastery was was limiting beliefs. And the fact is, a lot of us hold on to beliefs in our hearts and in our minds that hold us back, that limit us, that limit our potential, limit the potential of our employees and our families and those we love. So the very first thing we did was list out all the beliefs that we held. We wrote them down on a board, and then we karate chopped the shit out of that board. It was awesome. I, I was I felt like I was on a, in a Tony Robbins seminar. I'm waiting for that the hot molten lava in the glass we go walk on. We didn't quite get there, but we went pretty far down the road. 
So some of the limiting beliefs um, that I wrote down or I, I'm not good enough, uh, I don't deserve to succeed. Um, I, will, I will never be a success because I was born poor. I can never be wealthy. I can never be rich because rich people were born that way or, or they're in different, different systems, different strata, and I can never, never get beyond that. And, and what that's caused in my life is, is over time, building my business, every time I have a huge success where I get some kind of a nice buffer, I let off the gas because I, don't, I feel like I didn't deserve to succeed to that, that next level. So I'd let off the gas and things would kind of glide back down. But that's gone because I let that shit go. Uh, another things that came up in the group were, hey, I can't let this employee go because my business will go with it. I can't afford to let that estimator go because I don't know how to estimate or, or they, have, they control so much of my business, I, I can't afford to do that. So bottom line is if you know your values, if you, if you really internalize your values and then you put those values in a state admission into your company, it's very easy to make the determination that whether either someone abides by those values and lives that mission or they don't. And if they don't, they're gone. So that ties back into commitment number four. I'm willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that's not compatible with my values and state of mission. And in that, I would insert employee. Any employee that is not compatible with my values and state of mission does not belong in my organization. So what I'd like to do today is open the floor. What limiting beliefs do you have? What, what can we, that's 12 people in this room, how can we help you break through something today. Other limiting beliefs, I read something in, in, the, in the group couple over the last couple of days is it was this one thread about drying a crawl space. And there are a couple of people that didn't believe that you could dry a crawl space with heat and air movement, that you had to have a dehumidifier in there. Well, guess what? That is a limiting belief. Believing there's only one way to do things, believing that that an LGR in a crawl space is the best application of technology uh, that that limits you, that limits what you can do in your own business, let alone what you're trying to limit in somebody else's business. This whole nonsense that, well, if it took you 11 days to dry and it took too long, it's horseshit. It dries when it dries. You do what you do. You, you do everything you can according to your values, right? Your values and your best knowledge, your best application of technology. And, and on the surface, from what I can re- read, None of us were there, obviously, but given the facts that we were given, I think heat and air movement was a perfect application. And of course, it's going to take longer in a crawl space because you have groundwater considerations. It's really hard to contain a crawl space. And at a certain point, you're trying to dry the entire crust of the earth, which is like, what, 150 kilometers deep. All right. So there's a little bit of physics involved in that. What can we, how can we help each other? Who has, who, I'm just going to call, so I'm just going to call out. I'm not, not somebody else. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to present a scenario. Who here has an employee, whether it's uh, a, an accountant, an estimator, a project manager, superintendent, who here has, feels like they have an employee that is holding their business hostage? That they're will 
and I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an out. I'll give you one out. Who here knows of somebody asking for a friend? I know a guy who has an employee that is holding their, their company hostage. Is that something we can talk about today? Is someone willing to, to come forward and, and, and have the group help them with that? Dean, perfect. Dean, why don't you give us a, well, first, so, wait, wait a minute. I've, I've had them in the past. And actually, I'm going to tell you the last two years, it's me. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Let us, let, let us know how. how. Tell us about that. Well, I think it's the limiting beliefs part. It, it's that stuff that, that creeps in that you allow to creep in when you don't continue to grow and go forward. It's those things that when, when you lose momentum, kind of like the velocity of money, which we've been experiencing now, we sold our janitorial division five years ago. It was one of the best things we ever did. It was also one of the worst things because that was our, what we'd call our milk money. Every month that milk check came in, you know, every, every month that janitorial check came in. That mailbox money. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was also 17 to 25 of our employees. Hmm. You know, and, and we had great employees. We loved our employees, but after a while it just gets taxing on you, especially when you're running restoration, some other specialty cleaning, then from, you know, you do that during the day and then you deal with the emergencies and at four till midnight, you're dealing with that other crew. Um, there were advantages definitely to doing both because you could pull from both sides. But we, when we sold that, then we started, we saw those weak links in our restoration a little bit along the way. We're holding our company back. Um, and then I've got one, he's like a brother. He went out on his own three years ago and we're blessed for it. He's blessed for it. And we actually do stuff together. So, I mean, it's a great situation, but I led the business that it made him be a hindrance to our business because I wasn't taking care of him in the right way and putting him in his strong spot. Wasn't supporting him the right way. Mm, Talk about about that for a second. Was it, was it, what did, did he have a certain skill set that you weren't allowing to flourish? How were you getting in his way? Yeah. So he, he was my Mr. Study. He, he would, he's one of those guys who, um, probably like Andrew Jackson, um, not Andrew Jackson. Who am I thinking of? Um, Oh, Robert E. Lee's sidekick. Um, it'll come to Stonewall Jackson. Mm -hmm. This guy would, he, he would go to battle every day. I mean, every day, day after day when he was down, when he was sick, he, he felt better when he put a PAPR on if we were on a mold job. And so if he was sick, he looked forward to coming in because he'd feel better. Hmm. He was just that type. But I, I put him into the fire too many times with these adjusters without having this mindset that we've all talked about for these many months. Hmm. It was like letting him chew on him, you know, like sticking him out there like live meat for him and just tell him to go get him, you know, go get him, go get him, go get him. And the stress got to him. I, I know it was probably a deal where his wife said, you know what, Jason, you ran your own business before. You're so stressed out now. Why don't you just run your own business again? Mm-hmm. And he was my best recon guy. He was a craftsman. And he was my best guy to take care of customers. Um, and, and for probably reasons of, of my whatever, pride, selfish, who knows what, just letting things slide, you know, I, I let that one go. And at the same time, because of the way that was all going down, it got to the point where he was kind of getting in the way of 
us moving forward in a positive way too. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing, Dean. That's that's more common than than any of us really want to admit. And and that's one of the powerful things about taking these three days that Clark and I did. And there were some rebels in the room as well. Actually, a lot of rebels in the room. I think there was nine of us. We we get so busy, we get our heads down, and we just we just kind of tra 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 tra. And you know, something goes wrong. Doesn't matter. We're going to go out again tomorrow. Doesn't matter. We're going to go out again tomorrow. And we don't do the things that we need to do to change the frustrations. We don't. We don't. We don't go a different direction because we we just can't see a different direction. So we keep banging up against the same wall over and over and over again. And it's uh, it's yeah. Thanks, Dean. That, that we're destroying ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves when we could have. Give, give this guy some training or give just a different mindset. You know what? And, and say, Hey, they're not right. They're not right. I posted something about gaslighting yesterday in the group. And if you guys don't are familiar with the term, uh, I had to look it up. Uh, <laughs> and then once I looked it up, I had to post it because we are being gaslighted by by the industry, by the adjuster, by the carriers. And I don't think the adjusters necessarily know they're doing it, but I'm pretty sure the carriers do. Gaslighting is when you tell you you do everything you can to convince someone that they're insane. And one of those, one of those, there was eleven things in the link I posted up. One of them was repeating a lie, adamantly repeating a lie. And that's one thing, not to get too political, but I think that's one thing that our current residing president does really well is is he had, he's, he's trying to gaslight the media by telling me, you're liars, you're liars. You guys are full of it. You guys are full of it. And he's repeating this thing over and over and over again. And over time, the person that's being gaslighted begins to believe it. Even though at the beginning they know it's a blatant lie, they start to question their own sanity and going, well, well, if he keeps repeating that, he, it might be right. And the things that I kept hearing when I was reading this article was, oh, well, you guys are overcharging. You charge too much. You charge too much. We don't pay for that. That's included. That's included. That's included. Well, if you hear that enough times, you're like, well, shit, maybe, maybe I should be including it. Maybe I am the only one doing these things. That's the power of this group is you're not the only one doing these things. We, we're doing these things because we're running businesses that are self-determined, not determined by outside forces. Robert, you got something to add to that? It's been a while, man. It's been a while since we talked. Mr. Kiefer? No? No, I think you just said it there. Oh, there he yeah. is. What's up, yeah, brother? I'm getting a little snacky. <laughs> snack, snack it up, bro. Snack it up. <laughs> but, uh, no, I ju- I'm just tuning in, so I'm only hearing a little bit right now. Mm. We're talking about limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. Clark and I went to a three-day boot camp, warrior boot camp, with uh, OP Almaraz master- and Restoration Mastery. And we have a set of limiting beliefs in our organizations, in our persons, in our families. Um, and I just started talking about gaslighting, which is trying to make the other party feel like they are insane or they don't have a full grip on reality 
by lying to them repeatedly, repeatedly. Do you, and you've been in, Robert, you've yeah, been it, in they, out and in and did, out of they, this industry. So yeah, what do you have something to say on that? They do the same, same type of propaganda stuff that they use when you're, when you're going to war with people. Exactly. You make the lie really big and then you repeat it a whole bunch of times and then eventually everybody thinks it's actual truth. Exactly right. Exactly right. And it's dangerous. And we can do yes, that to is. ourselves. And we can do that to ourselves by saying, well, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. You haven't earned that. Or, or you're worthless or you're fat. You know, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. You know, if we do, I mean, we have our own gaslighting mechanisms in our own heads sometimes that, that really, um, really don't have our best interests in mind. How's a crawl, how's a crawl space encapsulation going? Crazy good. So we'll be, we'll be hopefully by November 1st, we'll actually um, be fully on selling uh, franchises and stuff. So pretty nice. excited about that. I'm in, I'm in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. Now I live here now full time. My wife and everybody and the kids will move down here in a year. So we're starting our second uh, independent owned office here. And uh, <coughs> according to my wife and my office staff, the phones are ringing off the hook and they're in a panic of how, how are we going to do all this? But I'm like, we're always like that. So good problems. We're very blessed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Robert. And we got somebody else here tonight starting a, starting a franchise. Mr. Timmel, how's that going? You guys are priming up, getting ready to go for the uh, the experience. Is that where you're headed? I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you there, Rob. I'm gonna unmute Bob. Uh, there you go. There you are. It's going very well. We're uh, should be up and running by the time the experience comes around. Um, we've got some banners, some flyers, some brochures are be passing out. Um, this is going to be the rebel franchise, if you want to call it that, because we are not dependent upon any TPAs, any uh, insurance company, no contractual agreements with any of those folks. And we've got marketing that in place that we will be on site of the disaster prior to them calling in the claim. Mm-hmm. Real good. Uh, it's worked for me for years and it's getting better on some of the stuff that I have that we had some more twist to it that we will actually be on site with first responders and invited in by the first responders of the marketing material that we have. So we're going to get there early. We're going to educate the property owners on what to expect, what the insurance companies are going to want to do and how they want to redirect them. And uh, we've learned over the years that most of our jobs stay with us. They don't go anywhere else. Have that chance to educate your consumers prior. Education so. is so powerful. So powerful. And that's next week, isn't it? Experience is next week or two weeks? Uh, no, it's actually September 5th, 6th, and 7th, I believe it is. Well, it's the 21st coming. today, so it is coming up. Yeah, it's two weeks. Two, two. weeks. So um, <coughs> stop by booth 907, and you'll, you'll see us there. Nice. Good. That's awesome. I've got, I mean, I can't believe how many pages of notes I took over the weekend. There's one, one particular page I kept coming back to and writing quotes. I'm going to read some quotes here real quick. There's one powerful video. I hope to get the, the link to that, uh, that they showed it was really, really good. Oh, what is a warrior? 
Uh, that's the video. Look that up on YouTube. It was really good. <clears throat> One of the quotes was, the universe gives only what is sought. The universe gives only what is sought. So if we're out there looking consciously or subconsciously for trouble, guess what the universe is going to serve up on a silver platter? We believe that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and mute you, Bob. That's all right with you. Um, if you believe that every adjuster is out to get you, guess what's going to happen? Every adjuster is going to come out to get you. Uh, uh, the warrior is lost without a quest. Meaning if we don't set goals, if we don't set high goals, really, really high goals, we, we don't, our warrior selves can't come to the surface for that because it doesn't take a warrior to accomplish mediocrity. It just takes an average person. And who wants to be average? Who here wants to be average? Please do not raise your hands, people. Joe, just kidding, Joe. Uh, own it. Be unreasonable. Own it. And then let that shit go. Meaning we gotta, we got to be very honest with ourselves and our organizations of, of what we are. And the bad things, we need to own those bad things. And then we need to let them go. Get rid of them. Let them, let them be and consciously move past them. Oh, this is a great one. Gratitude and depression cannot coexist in the same heart. That's why every, most every self-help book you read and, and the high success people, they have their, their routines. And a lot of these people get up at 4.30 in the morning, 5 a.m. But one of the most common things I see when I read these types of books is gratitude. Every morning before anything starts, and even this, even this, uh, I've got this 12-week year book here, and it, every morning it starts out with what are three things. It makes you list three things that you're grateful for. Why would, they, why would they do that? Because they understand that gratitude and depression cannot coexist in the same heart. So we need to find that gratitude. So depression and anxiety and all these bad thoughts don't creep in. Um, yeah, these three days, not only did I lose my voice from yelling, <coughs> but I really got fired up. I think I, I got fired up. I'm earning this. I'm earning this flame on my shirt now. I want this flame to go into my heart and then come out through my mouth, through my eyes, through my actions. And I want to light this world on fire. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, the last one. Stay started. It's one thing to start something. It's another thing to stay started. A lot of, a lot of us have this, this uh, shiny object syndrome. And that's what it's just speaking to. We're going along in life. We think we're doing good. And all of a sudden, squirrel, right? Oh, what was I doing? I don't remember. We got to stay started. It was, if it was good enough, it was, if it was a worthy enough quest to start, it's a worthy enough quest to stay started in and see it through. So <coughs> good. Ness gracious. And I'm sick. I drove 900 and some miles Sunday after looking at losses in Santa Barbara. Speaking of Santa Barbara, that place is not put back together from the mudslides. Houston is not put back together from the hurricane last year. So Brian, why don't you talk about, we were talking a little bit earlier before we went live. Uh, what is that program that's uh, happening right now in Houston for, for rebuild as sort of a, a matching grant 
uh, in conjunction with FEMA. Why don't you describe what you're what you're doing? So what what the program is called is Build Aid Houston, and it's being sponsored by the Houston Home Builders Association and Home Aid Houston. Home Aid is a homeless aid association, five hundred one c three, and they partnered with the GHBA. And what they're trying to do is they're it's um, they're trying to help people rebuild the houses who didn't have any insurance, and they've got FEMA money coming in. Excuse me, uh, private funding coming in as well through Home Aid, and they're trying to match people who are income sensitive, which I just read, households of a hundred thousand dollars or less income, uh, which down here adds up after a disaster like this. Um, and they try to match them up with contractors such as those of us who do acts and so forth, and in some cases, the remediation. And they're looking for qualified contractors to be down here to take those jobs. We go in just like as any other job. We drop a scope, line item it, um, help the customer decide finishes and so forth, and we submit it to them. And if it's a match, run project from start to end. So it's, it's, not, it's not a freebie. Um, though you do have that option via home aid, um, but it's it's a paid gig, and so I'm going to be finding out information next day or so on what it takes to be qualified as a contractor for this. Nice. Um, that that kind of lines up with our with multiple things that we've talked about in the group online, which is one giving back. So here's an opportunity to give back. Two, it's doing business and hopefully doing it right. Um, and three, in some cases, it's going to be doing restoration so um it, it's just another way also to expand our uh line of business down here uh, nice i believe joe had that presentation about a month ago now where expand your lines of, of income mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. i came down here to help out with family and i've i've done jobs where i've helped correct after other people who did the job wrong i've done uh, walkthroughs on a house for construction flaws. I've, I've done a lot of different things that I think that that's going to do because I thought it's just going to come dry down and clean out houses. So right. that, that's uh, where that is. Do us a favor and uh, if you if you have a link handy, could you put it in the chat and then repost a link uh, in the group? Also, yep. um, I'd love for you to get with Clark. Clark, if, if anyone else out there in the interwebs doesn't know already, He's going to be in Dallas this Friday. Actually, he's in Texas. He's somewhere in the Lone Star State right now. Uh, but he's going to be giving the Restoration 2.0 Mindset um, seminar on Friday. And I'd love for you to hook up with him and, and, and work that in. I think it's very apropos, very timely for those folks in Dallas because um, I'm sure – um, if you did it right, you could come down from Dallas and service those areas. And it's not just a Houston thing. It's a, it's a, a Southeastern Texas thing. It's the whole region. Um, I, I can't believe it. When I went to, uh, excuse me, I was in Santa Barbara, like I said, on, on Sunday morning and the, just the sheer devastation of those mudslides. I've never experienced mudslides. I'd never seen it before. I've never seen anything like it, but you know, we're going, uh, when they happen, January, February, I think. And you go into these neighborhoods and you got one house that is perfect. It's pristine because the repairs have been done. They were properly insured and they got right on it for one, one reason or another, who knows, 
brand new landscaping. It looks like a brand new house. And then right next door, you've got a house that's just devastated. You've got mud. You, I mean, you got mud two foot to four foot up and you can see the line across the entire house. Uh, you can see these huge boulders that were rolled in. Uh, they were not insured properly or, or they got sideways with the contractor or the insurance company uh, for one reason or another. That's going to be more common. It's sad. It's, it's sad, but true. It's going to be more common. The more of these disasters we see, the more we're going to see the holes and the weakness in the system that we currently have. And, and you're going to have people that are just, just woefully underinsured or completely uninsured and they still need their houses back. They still want to go home. They, they still want um, these things for their families. And, and if you don't have a home to go back to, they don't come back. And I'm sure that's a big reason why Houston is putting together this, this program, Brian is, is they don't want another, um, another uh, uh, Louisiana um, Katrina Katrina. Right. There's, mm-hmm. there's whole neighborhoods, there's whole regions. They're just gone mm-hmm. because no one came back because they couldn't afford to come back. Um, I want to talk about something else that I just read before I came on. Someone in the group is giving 50% discount to cash clients, but still charging insurance companies on an identical job, 50% more. Tim Fuller said, uh, oh, thanks for that, that link, buildaidhouston.org. Perfect. Um, Tim Fuller said, he just asked a question, isn't someone doing federal time for that? <laughs> right? I mean, how fair is it that you offer a 50% discount for cash clients uh, but but if there's insurance company involved, you you charge fifty percent more, uh, and there's there's arguments on either side. And I want to open up open it up. What's the what's the consensus? Is that a fair? B legal? I know we don't have any lawyers in the room, but what are your what are your thoughts on that? Um, and I'm going to save my thoughts for now. Who has something to say on that? Go ahead, Brian. The only thing I can think of off the top of the bat would be the similar approach like you have in the medical business. Okay. You, you have the upcharge with the insurance companies because of the possible uh, wait time to get paid, which we see constantly in the forum, mm-hmm. um, and then just the hassle factor of dealing with it. Um, that That's just the, the thing that comes off the top of my head because you have a third party that's intervening and that adds extra cost to us doing business. Now, dropping all the way to 50%, I don't know about that. I can't do that right now. If I, 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 I'm struggling as it is, but you know, yeah. I'm green. But d- doing that as a regular practice, I think that's more harmful. Now, now, potentially like doctors do, yes, I will give you a discount because we've just removed the hassle with the insurance company equation. Okay, what is that fair number? I, I can't answer that right now. Okay, good, good enough. Thanks, Brian. Go ahead, Bob. Um, what about, I know it, it sounds, I would say, on the fraudulent side, doing 50%, but where does the cutoff go where 
for instance, you're doing a job and you got, I mean, you got it's been a lot of work. You got the same drywaller you've been working with for years. You give him a lot of work. He says, you know what? I'm going to give you a whole wholesale price because you give me so much work. You, because you're paying X, do you have to should be charging Z, Y? Or, I mean, where does that come into play? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think you've got a long-term relationship. And I think that that discount, that volume discount or that wholesale rate versus a retail rate, um, I think there's a lot of perfectly legal and fair ways to implement that. A lot of guys. Yeah, uh, and I always thought it was fair that way too. But we're, I mean, there again, we get to the legal issue. What does that define? If, if somebody comes in and looks and says, oh, we understand you only paid this. You should have been paying this over here. Is it any different than discounting 50%? Well, maybe it's 10%, but it's not 50%, but I mean, isn't it kind of the same thing? I don't know. I mean, it's one of those, the gray area, I guess, is how you want to put it. And it's still a discount. It's still a discount. So I think you're, you have to be very careful in how you frame that. Um, yeah. You definitely, bringing in, talking about subcontractors, you definitely want don't want to be taking a discount off of an invoice that you're submitting for reimbursement. That's, that's where people end up doing federal time. Um, you submit an invoice from a subcontractor and mark it up, you sure as hell be paying, better be paying that amount. And if you're not, you've, um, I suggest you stop doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you do ex- things by exactimate, exactimate the guesstimate, um, it's a price guide. It's, an, it's a, a re- repair cost guide. Uh, you you let that be an estimate, uh, and then you go shop it out, and you have you have a sub that gives you a discount. Uh, as long as you're not showing his full rate, and and working his full rate into your calculation, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, but I think if somebody brought it up in a thread on this particular post, if you've got to reduce, if you're so behind the eight ball on your cash flow that you're willing to take 50 cents on the dollar for cash, you've got bigger problems. Yeah. And you're going to create bigger problems. Yeah. And that, yeah. Taking 50 cents on dollars, not going to solve those problems. No, Um, it's not even a band aid. Yeah. That was uh, shocking to read that today. I was just kind of, my mouth was hanging open seeing that. It's like, wow. And he was actually, he was, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. No, not in this camp. This camp is that we we get everything we can because we deserve everything. This is yeah. a specialty business that we're in. We're at high risk, and you need to get paid for those additional risks that we are involved in. And I thought on it. And we have to decide what our. You're exactly right, Dean. Exact a fake. He types in the chat here. We have to defend what is ours, and we are not going to allow that mentality here. If you have that mentality, fine. I'm not going to judge you for it. We are not going to allow it here. No different than going to your normal doctor and they find something wrong with it. You got to be sent to a specialist. You think that specialist is going to charge the same as your normal doctor would? No, this is a specialty that we're in here. I don't care what you say about it. It's a lot of environmental. 
you almost need a Philadelphia attorney on staff just to go through all the rigmarole. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. If you're gonna do it right. Trying to put you through, which we deflect back to the homeowners, but we give them all the bullets and they shoot the guns. If I tell them. Yep. And between environmental and not even looking at the risk side of it, if you don't catch everything that's wet, you miss something, something turns moldy, somebody gets sick. Guess what? If your head's on a platter, nobody else is. Nobody. Each year you go to renew your insurance. Guess what? Renew your pollution. They're asking you all kinds of questions. You sign this waiver. You have this for your subcontractors. How much percent you do? That basis on your premium for that year. So, yes, we're at a high risk business. And like it or not, it's not just mopping a little water up and that's what it is. It is not. It and is not. It is not. We need to be compensated for those high risk. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. I always appreciate Bob's point of view. I have to tell you guys the first time I talked to Bob. Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't me talking to Bob. It was Bob, talk, <clears throat> Bob talking to me for about an hour and a half because I had a, a four-hour drive. I was driving up the gorge. I was going up to Washington to clean up somebody else's mess like we always do. And you were coming off what ASD or, or or AMRT? You just came out of that, right? Yeah, one of the yeah. I can't remember which it was. And you uh, were my oh, my my son and my wife went through it. I just sat in the class again, just a refresher. And I think what happened is is you you had a a, a burr in your bonnet, a bee in your bonnet, a burr mm-hmm. in your saddle, as it were. How many other anecdotes or whatever I say here? And you were driving back home. I was driving to a job and you were on fire. And, and that's something I just, I will never forget that we are on fire. We are coming like we're shot out of a cannon and we need to stay started on that path because we have proven over the last two years that no one can stand in our way except us. We decide to stop. We decide to cave in. We decided to give 50% discounts for cash payments. Uh, that's going to slow us down. Uh, and, and that's not going to accomplish what we want to accomplish. It's not yeah. going to get us where we need to go. Uh, I, uh, that's it. Really, I mean, really, that's all I got. 15 minutes early. So I'm going to open the floor. I am sick. I'm going to go to bed after this. I slept 11 hours last night. Two and a half hours this afternoon, and I'm going to go right to bed. Uh, uh, oh, I, I guess I'd be remiss. Clark looks like he had to drop off. Uh, we are going to start the alliance in 14 days. So we're 14 days from start of the official start of the Alliance of Independent Restorers. Uh, it's going to be a paid group. It's going to be a subscription service. We're also going to provide mad value. We're going to have all kinds of free video courses. We're going to have all, all kinds of free material that's, that's organized in a cogent fashion that's searchable. Uh, we're going to have all kinds. We already do have four or five vendor agreements for discounted services and equipment. Um, we have all this lined up. And the reason we're, we're, we're changing to the alliance is, is, is there's multiple reasons why, but the main reason is in order for me to accomplish my goals in order for me to have the impact, for us to have the impact on this industry, we have to raise the bar. We have to get more qualified. We have to, right now, right now we took all comers. We've got about 3,000 people in a group. Some of them 
may or may not qualify as rebels in our minds, right? We have to raise the bar. And, and in one way to raise the bar is actually charge money because that gets the tire kicking dreamers out of the way. Gets the serious players. We want A plus serious players. And then we want to network the hell out of each other. We want to build this up. And, and, and this is going to allow me to do those things, allow me to justify stepping away from my business and my family to do this, hopefully knock on some wood for me on a full-time basis. Once Andy McCabe is working on the Alliance of Independent Restorers on a full-time basis, watch out. Hold on to your hats. Buckle your seatbelts because I'm going to blow this bitch up. And I don't mind cussing because I did a lot of cussing over the weekend. O.P. Almaraz, he needs a bar of soap, really, because that guy dropped more F-bombs. O.P., I'm going to send you a link to this recording because I'm not I'm – not sh- here's me wagging. Man, F this, F that. But it's, it just tells you he's coming from here. He's coming. He's just straight up, straight up powerful. Like we were drinking from the fire hose of, of just passion from OP's heart for three days. It was phenomenal. So now I've mentioned the Alliance, uh, the more details to come. Uh, we're going to have a 30 to 60 day window for, <clears throat> excuse me, Cornerstone membership. That Cornerstone membership is going to lock you in at a reduced rate for the lifetime of that membership as long as you decide as long as you decide to have that membership after that 60 days that rate's going to double uh, but there's some very powerful things that we're going to be able to do as a group with a high level of quality we are not just these little guys just trying to figure it out and there's room for guys just trying to figure it out don't get me wrong but there's no room for guys doing it the wrong way. There's no room for guys cutting corners at the expense of our industry, at the expense of our collective reputations, because at the end of the day, that's all we got. All we have is our reputation and our word. And if one of our members steps out of line and hurts our collective word, I'm going to hurt them. They're gone. There's no room for that. We have no patience for that because we got better things to do. All right. Uh, open it up. Any last words before I let you guys go about 15 minutes early? I know I touched on something, Bob. Bob, you got to have something to say. No? Come go. see me. Come see me at the, the experience uh, booth 907. Two weeks in Vegas, baby. Yeah, Vegas. That's. Uh, I think this is one of their bigger events. I see there's over 200 vendors. Either. And I think yeah. there's like 96 or 90 some speakers. Yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. That's huge. I don't remember uh, ever seen it that big before. Yeah, it's getting bigger. And uh, Derek, a map, absolutely a map. But this is a map on steroids. This is a map tied to Google local business. If any of y'all don't have your Google local business set up, do that now. And then think about what does SurfPro and ServiceMaster and all these big players do? They have... There are Google local businesses tied to every other serve pro service master out there, right? So you look, you go to type, you, you find a local service master. You can also use that Google local business to see, okay, well, where are they tied at? And I don't, I don't know how good they do it. I really don't. I haven't looked at it, but we're going to do it right. We're going to do it for real. So you're going to say, if you find a rebel, or you can do a search for where's my local, where's my, where's my nearest rebel. And, and we're going to have with every, 
every chapter, every member is going to have a Google local business listing for the Alliance of Independent Restorers. So overnight, every member is going to be part of the biggest non-franchise group of independent restorers there has ever been. That is going to be magic. And I, I probably said too much. Joe's not in here. He would have scolded me. John probably would have scolded me. So sorry, boys. Scold me after. I let a little bit of the cat out of the bag on that one. But that's, that's where we're headed. We're, we're headed about serious business, not just a free Facebook page. Anybody can start a free Facebook page. Anybody can run one. We're going to do something different. So God bless you all. Uh, looking forward to seeing the group. Looking forward to getting my voice back. And uh, have a great week. Help each other out. Lift each other up. We'll see you.